Welcome to Curva Mundial. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Curva Mundial. I am your host, Sal Bono, and today I am joined by one of the creators of Bolivar News in English. Please welcome to the show, Club Bolivar supporter, Sepe Paredes. Welcome, Sepe. Thank you. Thank you, Sal. How are you today? Very good, sir. Uh, you're coming to us from Argentina, but the team that you love and report on, Club Bolivar, is from Bolivia. So did you move from Argen to, from Bolivia to Argentina? Yeah, actually, I did 15 years ago. Wow. So, yeah, I, I live in Argentina for 15 years, but I, I actually was born in Bolivia. What prompted the move to, to uh, just leave the country behind? I'm actually a musician, so I wanted to study music in Argentina. I just came for six months with uh, two guitars and a backpack. And I said, OK, I just go to make a blues music course uh, to Argentina because there is a school of blues there. And I said, OK, and then I come back six, uh, in six months. And I actually did. And I said, <laughs> OK, I like the school. So I went back to Argentina. So, and I said, okay, I'll be six uh, six more months here. And I completed that year and I went back to Bolivia and I said, okay, I will just end up the career. It's three years. I ended up and I decided to stay here. <laughs> and that's, that's the story. Where, where in Argentina are you now? Buenos Aires. Ah, oh, beautiful. So we all saw the scenes from the World Cup victory and uh, the the parade coming back. Can you shed some light and say, were you a part of it? And was it as crazy as it looked on all the pictures that hit social media and on the news around the world? There's something very funny about it. Um, I planned a vacation this year around um, May, no, August somehow. And I planned a big road trip from Argentina to Bolivia. And I was just... Uh, check um figuring out the dates well what when it's going to be a good date and so and i completely overlook the world cup calendar so the the whole world cup i've been outside of argentina including the final game oh my god <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I ended up uh, watching the whole world cup in the uh, argentinian embassy in bolivia but yeah I, I just, you know, calculation errors. That's that's why the planning is always good in every project. <laughs> so you missed the big party, but I have a sneaky feeling that all of Argentina is still celebrating. So it's it's all right if you weren't there for the big one. Yeah, no, it, it was actually crazy because the whole World Cup, I, I watched it from the Argentinian embassy there and the ambassador just... Uh, put a big uh, this uh, widescreen it was kind of a wow. cinema in the garden of this uh, embassy and there were kind of 500 people in every game I guess the final game might, might have been doubled uh, at that wow. number um, but yeah I, I live it from there with Argentinian people so I, I still can feel it really close and of course 15 years here I have a lot of friends a lot of feelings and, and I really love this country so I, I, I was so happy and the people was just sending me messages pictures uh, after the final game so yeah it was really moving for me 
That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You know, being in Argentina and following a team from Bolivia, what are the societies like in terms of how people cheer for their teams? In Argentina, we see the sights of when Boca and River play, uh, what Rosario is like on game day. But do clubs in Bolivia get the same response in uh, in terms of fandom, like the way they hype up in the in the streets leading up to the stadium and inside the stadium? No, I, I don't think Argentinian and Brazilian passion is comparable to anything. Maybe England, but what the way how people live the football in Argentina and Brazil, for me at least, and being from the inside and living in both countries, I can tell that it's not comparable with any other country. Wow. Yeah, maybe maybe England, but not uh, at least in America. There is passion. You you see followers, supporters that also are kind of the with that kind of craziness that Argentinian have, but not at that level. I mean, the way how people live the football here it's almost like a religion. It's it's indescribable. So even for you, it's it's overwhelming. And being growing up and living your whole life in South America and going to Argentina, it's still something for you to sit back and go, oh my goodness. Yeah, for me, it's, I mean, I, I ended up understanding, but the way how they live at the beginning, I, it was kind of uh, not, not easy to understand. Uh, there is a part of, on, on a song that on this World Cup that, that, that it says, uh, no, te, no, no, lo, no lo trates de entender porque no te lo puedo explicar. Ah, don't try to understand because I cannot explain it. And that's that was part of that song that that the people sang this uh, this whole World Cup. But this, this is this is absolutely true. There is no way. Uh, don't try to understand because we cannot explain. And that's mm -hmm. true. That's beautiful, though. How did your fandom of Club Bolivar come about? Wow, uh, childhood. I mean, my grandmother was a, a kind of a supporter, not, not, not a person that used to go to the stadium. In fact, I I, I don't know if she ever gone to a match, but she was kind of a this supporter that likes the team, right? I mean, not someone that I don't know. I you will never see her with jersey or with a <laughs> with, with a flag, but she she likes that. And my grandfather was from the a classic rival, let's say, from the derby, from the the, the 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 classic rival is called the strongest, which the name is a lie. Sorry, guys, <laughs> but it's not the strongest actually, but this, that's the name. Um, it has a story. I can tell it in a moment. Um, and I, I guess from a child, I, I just started growing up, and my 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 older brother also went to this uh, Bolivar school. And that also reinforced my interest. And then I started going to that uh, football school from Bolivar. And, and then, yeah, that, that, that's how I started to love it. Wow. So you sided with grandma. Was grandpa upset that you became a Club Bolivar fan? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, most of us, I mean, my, my, my sister, my brother were from Bolivar. So yeah, well... <laughs> My 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 poor grandpa stood alone there with his team. <laughs> so he stands alone. But what is? The, but you know, as you said, the, the, he was part of the fan of the rival club. What is Derby Day like in in the town when those two teams go against each other? Now uh, that's their game. 
that's, that's actually the game. Because, you know, the, the attendance in the stadiums are not high in Bolivia. In fact, mm. you can see, if you just put a match in the YouTube, you will see that the attendance is very low. I mean, you don't see uh, overcrowded stadiums like you see in the rest of the uh, of the continent. It's uh, the, the interest on the football is way lower in Bolivia. Wow. Uh, but the derbies... Those are the team, the, the 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 games, the matches where the stadium is overcrowded, and there's a lot of people singing and they with with the with the jerseys. Uh, yeah, it's it's way different on the on these uh, kind of matches. Wow! All right. So you know, Club Bolivar was founded in 1925 in honor of Venezuelan military leader Simon Bolivar. It is the most successful and popular club in the history of Bolivian football with 30 titles. Being such a fan of this historic club, what made you want to translate the news and broadcast it into English on social media? A couple of years ago, uh, there was a new management on the team uh, came from one of the richest uh, persons in Latin America. It's Marcelo Claure, which is the, the chairman now. Uh, you can uh, anyone uh, that is following the, the podcast can Google him. Um, maybe he's not popular in the world, but he he has been, for example, CEO of Sprint. Okay. He is a Bolivian that lives in the US. So it's one of the most powerful men in 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 Latin America. He is now the chairman and the of the Bolivar. So he came to Bolivar and he started doing huge investments mm-hmm. and all in the in the sense to have a big project called the centenario project so bolivar will this 2025 will be 100 years Mm. so there is a big project to have uh, three main pillars in terms of infrastructure which is uh, a a new stadium which is now building uh, a new training campus which is all what is going to be open on this. Uh, the, the team's actually training there, but the official opening will be on March. Mm-hmm. And there is also a school, uh, and a kind of an academy for players on, on Santa Cruz de la Sierra, which is the city that has the biggest talent gotcha. uh, in, in terms of, foot, uh, of football in Bolivia. So they put a, a, an academy there. And that's the, that's part of that infrastructure, and of course, uh, we're always uh, doing uh, big investments on bringing players and things like that. So in that order, my idea was also to try to bring this global visibility to the club, uh, to be connected with the with the rest of the world, with the rest of the teams, and. Now with these uh, times of social media, I guess it's easier. So I just I just started with this idea. I mean, I'm I'm a Twitter user from 2009, right? Yeah. And I started using it <laughs> after a, a, a trip to Europe with those, some friends that uh, we started to just uh, I don't know doing kind of a Jibi Java there and and just posting stupid things in English. And I I started using my Twitter in English and I said, okay, I can do something for my club, maybe using the language. And that's how I started. Um, I mean, it was kind of crazy because our first follower was the chairman, Marcelo. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it was kind of crazy, but he, he really liked the idea. So and I said, okay, that's why not? Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I don't know, we started in August in Twitter. Ah, one remark, the community, the Twitter community in Bolivia is really small. Okay. And in four months, we have like a, a kind of, a, I don't know, 800 followers, which for Bolivia is a lot. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we started to, uh, I just make an alliance with uh, my best friend and his wife. And yeah. And we, the three of us are Bolivar News now. I love it. So the, I'm happy that that's come about. Do you find that it keeps you more engaged and connected with your club? despite that you're not living back in Bolivia. Exactly, exactly. And that was also challenging because I also couldn't watch the games here and I discovered that with a cable provider, I can have a kind of a package to watch the, the, the games here. And that's how I also connected even more. Um, yeah, so so there was a, um, a year that I said, okay, I want to do something else. Uh, for the 100 years of Bolivar, so, and that's how I started this. Beautiful. One thing I, I haven't traveled extensively to South America. I've been fortunate enough to uh, end up in Colombia, which was beautiful. And one of my favorite things, much to my wife's ire and discretion, was that one of my favorite things in Colombia was that everywhere I went, football was on. It didn't matter if it was like third tier football from i don't know american samoa it didn't matter like if it could have been like if there was a camera and a, a, a broadcast contract right it could have been nine-year-old children playing and they put it on tv everywhere i went the game was on i was following leagues that i never heard of teams i never heard of it was awesome but one so like i was my assumption was that wow I've only gone to one South American country. I've got friends in South America across the entire continent, but man, this is how much they really love this game. It is on all the time and it is every league and everybody knows everything. But one thing that is quite interesting is, is that you're telling me now that that's kind of like not the case. Obviously, like even in Bolivia, that Bolivia is not a soccer crazed country. Uh, why is that? And, you know, is, is, does, do, and do you find yourself like even in Argentina watching other leagues from South America, like the Colombians did? Uh, it's it's different, and and I can tell that. I mean, I it would be unfair to say that it, it's not that important because there there are people that that play. There are a lot of people that also, I don't know, are the whole day watching football, but of course, it's not the majority. Mm -hmm. and and you you see that reflected in the stadiums maybe many people in bolivia will not like what i'm saying of course but you will see on the on the pitch at the end of the day because if you don't have uh, stadiums with uh let's say with a more audience uh, with, with more uh, supporters something is not uh, i wouldn't say right because there is no right or wrong here but but something is not that attractive on on the football i don't know football in general or you prefer to watch it on the tv or you mm -hmm. don't like your own league but yeah i mean people like to play football i mean uh, you, there's there are a lot of these um um 
new uh, those new uh, artificial grass uh, <laughs> pitches, and there are a lot of now in in Bolivia, and then you you see always people there playing and people playing everywhere, but not you don't see that interest in the in in the regular games, and that's something that I really don't understand. And many people said because of the prices of the of the tickets. Many people said because of the level of the football. I don't know. To be honest, uh, you can do a study about it, and I don't know how how the results will go. But yeah, I mean, it's what happened. And of course, there are matches. I, I don't know, Copa Libertadores. Yeah. This is attractive. You always have a team that it's, I don't know, if Boca came, I don't, Palmeiras, Flamengo, um, any of those big teams come to, to Bolivia, to La Paz, of course, the the interest is growing and the, 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 the crowd is so always higher, but no, not, not, not happening in some of the games. And of course, there are the teams that are from the ranking, from the middle of the ranking to the top, mm-hmm. those may bring more people than the other ones, right? The, the, right. What we call the small teams. Right. Um, that's that's also something that happened. But yeah, it's it's the, the I don't know, I don't know why what is behind it, but it's happening in Bolivia, unfortunately. <laughs> It is unfortunate because it leads me into my next thing here is that like when people think of soccer in South America, it's obviously Brazil, Argentina, Colombia, Uruguay, and in recent years, Chile come to mind. But Bolivia is never in the mix. And obviously, I don't want to look at the continent as a monolith. And I, you know, that wasn't what I was getting at earlier either with my uh, with my time in Colombia. But, you know. Every, every country is different, but there all seems to be connected through the love and passion of the game. Even when Venezuela is going through like difficult times, people stop and watch, you know, what's happening with the sport. But again, like as you're talking to, you know, Bolivia is never in conversation for continental trophies or even at a World Cup level. And why is that? Is it because uh, clearly they have players playing that are from Bolivia is it that the sum is not as good as the parts? Yeah, I mean, actually, as we speak, there is the, this uh, U20 South American Championship that is happening. Um, we, we've been discussing this uh, month a lot about the this um, formation stage, let's say, of the, of the players, if, if I can call it like that. Um there was a lot of lacks on on that formation. There was a, a lot of things that were not working during that. So, and you can see, or you used to see, reflected in in how the players look. I mean, physically, um, how the players played, and there's a lot of um, inconveniences there. That there were things that the 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 academies were not providing rightly in the past until this generation. There is a regulation on the National League that is mandatory to have a U20 player on the pitch, at least wow. one half. Okay. I like that, actually. I, I wish that, the Italians would adopt that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a way to criticize a measurement. Really? I mean, the clubs didn't like. The people didn't like. 
um and yeah it was it, it was not welcome at the beginning and now with this generation we're finally seeing the results um all the national squads have really excellent preparation mm -hmm. on their on these uh, lower divisions and you can see that and of course you have a it's uh, um, Venezuela was not the champion. I mean, uh, played that final against France, and they didn't they didn't win because of a matter of a luck. I don't know. And it, but they were so close. Bolivia just won to that Venezuela a couple of days ago. Wow. In the year twenty. So you can imagine how. And that's that's part of. I mean, that's a kind of uh, we are getting the results from that measurement. And also, I mean, Bolivar, and not because it's my team, that's actually a fact, <laughs> start to also working with the City Group. I don't know if you heard about the City Group. Like Manchester City? like that. Exactly. That... Okay, yeah. Exactly. Wow. Okay. Wait, they, they made their way to Bolivia as well because they're making their way across the entire world at this point. By Exactly. Up... Well, wow. the City Group, it's a partner yeah. of Bolivar. So, oh. so... With that partnership, we got players, we got a lot of uh, assessment there and, and consulting also on football and on this um, academic stuff uh, is, is also we're receiving some feedback. And, and so, and of course, Bolivar is applying all the, all these, um, how can I say, these recommendations or whatever they provide to the club. So the players, the, the, the young, the young players are also getting uh, physically better, right. uh, of course, uh, in sports and, and I don't know, the, the skills are growing and things like that. So it's, uh, you can notice that and by watching and also it appears, I mean, we have a legendary academy here that it's called the Tawichi. Tawichi, it's a very, it's a good reputation academy in Bolivia. That is from Santa Cruz de la Sierra, which is the where the talent is, uh, where, where the talented players are coming from. Basically, it's the other side of La Paz. If we're talking uh, geographically, okay, um, it's like the the, uh, the like the jungle part of Bolivia, and, and and La Paz is in the mountains. So to to put it some uh, geographic context, um, also a Spanish guy called Jordi Mola came to Bolivia invest a lot of money in a project that nobody gave a time, which was Bolivia 2022. Okay. And they started to create, they started to form players in a way that you can't imagine. They have, I don't know, kind of a 17 players on the national league teams. And his racing star is one player called Miguel Terceros. Okay. Which is a U20 that is in the Santos of Brazil. Wow. If you watch a video from him, you will not believe it. I mean, it's kind of a, this diamond that came from that school. And yeah, I mean... And he's Bolivian. Kind of, he's Bolivian. Wow. So do you think now with the excitement around this U20 team, they're building the foundation for the future that... By the time the next World Cup room comes around, or maybe even two cups from now, the attitude, or even uh, uh, another uh, 
uh, South America, you know, like another national continental cup that the excitement within Bolivia about the sport will change because now that look, we've got guys that are going to be potentially the next big thing, or we're playing a style of football that we haven't seen in generations. Now is the time to get excited and to cheer. Uh, do you think like that'll catch on? That should actually, I mean, this, this is a race in, in South America. This, this is a race and we, uh, and we always run against the fastest uh, players, which are Argentina and Brazil. Yeah. And, and we're talking global players. Those Argentina has one thing that is really crazy that you can just lift a rock and you find a player. <laughs> it's it's so true man it is it's, it's, so it's unbelievable you know i play football and actually i play this multi-gender okay. uh, football boys and girls yeah i have uh girlfriends that play in a way that you wouldn't imagine i mean and they are not professional they just like to play and they can be on any team and and also, guys, I always that always I'm I'm invited to championship. I see someone that I said, okay, this guy can be easily playing. I don't know second, third division in Spain, easily, wow. because there is a lot of talent here, and the rest of the countries we have to run against it, mm -hmm. because these countries are constantly producing players and players and players, and you have to do something about it. At least we're doing something about it in Bolivia. And I, I think that's, that, that is going to be a matter of time that until we finally see the results and those results probably will, will bring that people that like the results and bring more interest. And yeah, I, I guess that is how, how is it going to, to work in the future. But of course, it's easier to support a team or a national squad that has good results that being with one that makes you struggle it's it's like it's like being a couple right <laughs> <laughs> it's i i do hope for your sake that and it also helps put bolivia on the map and speaks and sparks interest the beautiful thing about this game is is that it does allow people to look into places that maybe they would have never traveled about or thought about going or thought about maybe having a cuisine from. We saw it in this past World Cup in Qatar where suddenly, like, I feel like I'm seeing Moroccan restaurants pop up left and right in New York City, which is fantastic because I love Moroccan <laughs> food. But I, I have a lot, and they all have, you know, flags and photos of the team that did so well that are, and that is something that it, it makes me smile, but it also shows that, like, there's an interest in countries that like and in places that like maybe there wasn't that high impact of an interest prior to that bolivia nestled where it is in between peru and chile and brazil and argentina and paraguay also like doesn't even get like the tourist shine like and ex the way those other countries do and i don't know if that's because like Social and maybe it's a good thing because like social media might be destroying Machu Picchu, um, or uh, or you know the beaches are real because everyone wants to go there and take a selfie. But for you, you know, being a proud Bolivian and being from a country that has had such a dynamic history, what do you want people to know about that place? And what do you want them to 
do and see like and experience your culture and to travel there one day and 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 get an experience and taste of what it's like outside football you, you mean right? outside football yeah outside football well um there is kind of a interesting diversity geographically in bolivia because you have a kind of a it's the country is divided in three Okay. You have uh, from the occident to the orient, right? In the occident, you you have this mountainside, which is all this Andean culture still living. I mean, you can breed the Aymara uh, civilization wow. uh, in 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 the city because you you can see uh, the ladies using the the costumes still. Um, having these textiles i mean grabbing the, the the kids and the textiles there's a lot of um this um origin um uh, indigenous people um it's the the biggest part of the population so wow. you 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 see them and you see also the costumes and and all those traditions and also the food uh that's that's one thing and one thing you can visit is Lago Titicaca, which is shared with Peru. Um, and you can also visit Tiwanaku, which was the civilization that was conquered by the Inca. So it was prior to that. It's 500 years before Christ. Wow. So, and you can still see the ruins, the civilization. And the, it's it's a really, uh, if you like history, that's a great thing to, to see. And of course, uh, you have the the valley part, which the gastronomy it's amazing. Um, Cochabamba is the city. I mean, if you want to eat until you die, it's that's. that's <laughs> I think place. I know my next vacation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's your place. And all Santa Cruz de la Sierra is this place that I'm I'm mentioning that where the the all these uh, the the most of the promising players are coming. Uh, that it it has more um, this modern part that you you will see the 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 clubs the shoppings and that that part of the of course La Paz also has uh, this this part but not as big as maybe Santa Cruz that is most uh, um, this modern thingy yeah. a, a little more right and yeah th that's that's what I can suggest of course there's a lot of uh, even extreme adventures that you can do on the on the uh, on the mountain side you have el camino de la muerte the death road it's <laughs> oh yeah that's that's that you, you go on a bike and that's something that i really i really recommend to do if you like the extreme <laughs> the, the extreme activities um it's safe huh I'm not. Yeah, okay, I'm not yeah the running death is safe. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay in the restaurant and eat my face off. I, I'd rather die choking on something to eat. It's, right it's only about marketing, <laughs> but yeah. No, no. I mean, the name of the road is the road of death. But I mean, you go on a bike with the with the holding measurements and and it, it it's not it's not like you're going. To die there is not like this uh, cemetery of elephants. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 an adventurous thinking that you can also do that. I mean, there is a lot of that kind of activities in in La Paz. But what is different from the rest of Latin America? Now that you visit, you will understand me. 
is that Ecuador, Peru, and Bolivia has still this big connection with the Andean culture that mm. the rest of the countries don't have. Okay. And I guess Bolivia has this higher. Uh, there are a lot of these um, uh, traditions still untouched there, and 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 there is a lot of uh, and there are a lot of there. There is a good infrastructure of, to to make you live it as a tourist there. Wow. Um, That's yeah, that, ah, and it's cheap. Now time for a coffee break. Curva Mundial is sponsored by Mod Cup Coffee in Jersey City. But you can get it anywhere in the world from modcup.com. Mod Cup, drink modern coffee. Use code MUNDIAL for 10% off your first order. Sepe, we're in the home stretch of the podcast. I'm going to ask you three questions I ask every guest on the show. Starting number one, if you could bring back one retired player to your club, alive or dead, who would it be and why? <laughs> there's one I mean there's one that I love Julio Cesar Valdivieso okay and yeah. why would you bring him back because I guess this is one of the few players that I see that has an attitude that uh, is not common in the Bolivian players he has such an attitude he's a strong uh, person that I I really like um and it was uh, he really made me live uh, amazing moments when he was in the club and in the national squad as well beautiful now we're going to live in a world where club bolivar has got more money than psg more money than <laughs> ronaldo makes in a second uh real manchester city money here uh if Club Bolivar could sign one player today. Any active player in the world, who would it be and why? <laughs> the God. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yes! yes! I love him. Yes. I love him. With him, we win the Libertadores. For sure. But here's the thing. You can't take him from my AC Milan. You can't take him yet. Give me give me two more years. I'll send him here. <laughs> He one doesn't have years. two more years. He doesn't have them. That's that's unfortunate. I mean, I'm, I'm struggling because I like the Milan as well. Yeah. And when he came back, I I didn't think it was a good decision. I, I thought so too. And but he's proved everybody wrong as he always does. Yeah, including us. So yeah. So uh, we need we need Zlatans. Okay. In the teams. Okay. Look, because you're my friend, I'll give you. You can take Zlatan. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and finally. Just, <laughs> what has been your favorite moment as a fan? Wow. Oh, I recall one. It's a, it's a match. I mean, actually, the as a fan, it can be uh, we were the sub-champion on the Sudamericana in 2000, uh, was it? 2004. Okay. We, we, we lost against Boca Juniors. We were so close. Um, that was my favorite moment, uh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, look, as difficult and a bitter pill it is to swallow to lose to lose to one of the most historic clubs in the world. I, it, it kind of it's it's okay. I'm not you know, but what, wow, what a moment though for you then at that point. Yeah, no, imagine. I mean, a, a Bolivian team never never win uh, this inter inter international contest. Never. So we were so close. 
in the first game, in the home game, we uh, the the and the 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 match end up one nil. We won, and the the match there was uh, two nil. The goals for Boca were made by Tevez, Carlitos Tevez. Yeah. Before he go to Corinthians, I mean, he was his last match at Boca. Uh, and Martin Palermo. Wow. Yeah. So we lost against that Boca Juniors, yeah. not and not a you know a, a middle Boca. I was just a, that elite Boca Junior. So yeah, we were so proud there. That's beautiful, Sepe. This has been so much fun. I've gotten a the most beautiful crash course in Club Bolivar and Bolivian football. Thank you so much, my friend, for coming on. How can the people find you? How can the people find uh, uh, Club Bolivar News in English? Please follow us in Twitter, at Bolivar News. Uh, we are on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, we, we will be uh, really soon in Twitch. So follow us, please. And yeah, then we will see you there. Sounds good. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Al. It was great to talk to you there. Follow us on Twitter at Curva Mundial Pod and subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.